Welcome to the deep dive, powered by puntingform.com.au. Shane Shelley, Pistol Pete, who's fresh off a, a Kalgoorlie bender, and myself. We're going to take you through predominantly the, the Flemington card, which was big, fat, and juicy. Really good horses, really good racing. Two-year-olds up to Group 1 superstars. Pete, how'd you pull up after Kalgoorlie? Yep, fantastic. Already booked for next year. One of the great trips he's tipping it, guys. He's very, very keen. Shane, how'd you pull up after you know a week of celebrating the Ds? Uh, yeah, I copped some punishment on Saturday because the first two races at Toowoomba were delayed and put back, and the last ended up going at 20 past 10. And we were on Cutterbri for memory to, to collect 12 units, and it got touched off right on the line by a horse that was 41s into 11s, and that really summed up the day. And if you think that's tough, imagine being intern Jono. That was one, what was it, 130? 130 in, <laughs> in Wellington. <laughs> Across the ditch, it was... Set the alarm to get the... Uh... Done in a snufter. It was bastard. it was an epic day all around, but um, the best fun. I thought the best stories were on the track, Jack. As we oh, uh, one of the greatest sliding doors stories of all time. Regan Bayless rides two Group One winners. I mean, it's a real sliding doors moment. He's good mates with Mark Zara. He was riding in Melbourne and struggling. Like if he wasn't, if his management didn't sort of send him there to to Sydney, he's a good chance to be in the other cupboard and missing three months on the sidelines or riding at Matoa. Here he is, he's ridden two Group 1 winners and he's absolutely airborne. Racing is a game full of narrative and it never, never stops coming, does it? No, and there's a lot more to that story too, which um, we'll probably cover another time, but uh, it was a real Stephen Bradbury almost moment there because the two horses that he did ride to win Group 1s were both... That's what, it's uh, amazing normal, stuff. Normal jockey, uh, had like a consistent jockeys who were either out with COVID or injury or suspension and... Regan, just right place, right time. Now it's, he's on uh, Wild Ruler in the Everest, you know? It's just like, you just got to hang around, don't you, in this game? Just got to keep turning up. That's it. And then Dennis, look, Dennis Pagan won a derby, Jack. Let's start there, because Dennis Pagan's horse that knocked me off for a house deposit was beaten by 30 lengths by Young Werther on Saturday. Um I don't know how to handle this mentally because I lost. I backed very elegant. Who was 240 into 210. Uh, the market was with me. I was with the market, and uh, we were all wrong. Incentivise is a, a elite beast. Curls, congratulations. I don't. I, it it confuses me, and we could dive into this for hours. I think about how you handle this sort of stuff, or you just go, "This doesn't make sense to me," but I'm just going to move on to race eight. Um, but young were the absolutely gapping Dennis's horse. And almost knocking off incentivised, just it triggers me a little bit. Like Gus Gould saying, "Oh, he barely touched him." Triggers Curly. <laughs> um, well, uh, look, I suppose we just we were on different sides here on uh, on in the preview show, um, and I was like very bullish incentivised because it got finally getting out towards a trip where it'll excel. Um, I mean, he got soft. Fair to say, he was diggerized. What, boy, Fair to say, at the top of the straight, of even at the 400, it was about the the thinking was very elegant might put 10 on them here. Like it looked like yeah. he was under a wrap, and and when you have that horse half a length in outside lead in front of the leader, like it's it's not the leader, is it? But when OSL sits in front of 1A, I'm, I'm I don't want to be 1A, and that no. was incentivised. Yeah, look, I thought it, like the whole race was just like you shouldn't like it. It would it should have got beat, right? You had Mount Popper completely diggerizing it. Mount Popper going out negative twelve point three, 
like, and like, is that like that's gone? It's probably gone as worse as it's ever gone. It was a ridiculous ride. He gave the, he gave the horse no a nice a nice a nice fitness run though, leading into the cups. Like he's completely slaughtered it. Mm. Um, it's got beat twenty, I think, hasn't it? Um, yeah, whatever. Uh, Mount Popper done by twenty point two lengths there, Freddie yeah. Kersley. Fred's riding really well. Fred's ride on Kalos, which uh, uh, pocket mate, talk, Jack. He's riding no, no, like no, fucking no, no, no. shit. You're just saying that because you're on Kalos at twenties, mate. Yeah, we'll get to that. But it was an outstanding ride. I think it was the ride of the day. But he probably got this one wrong here, young Fred. Yeah, you reckon? Um, but it, it lost by twenty lengths, and Johnny get angry for Dennis Pagan lost by twenty nine point two. Uh you know, young Werther. Um, looked like it was going to measure up, didn't it? And I reckon Incentivize decided to find a little bit. I was like, fucking huge. How do they beat it? What price does it start in the Caulfield Cup? I think it's $2 or something, isn't it, at the moment? I don't know. Um, you might sort of question a couple of the runs, horses behind it, like Young Werther and Chapada, but like... I question I question the, the, the horses around it, but the, the figure's enormous. Bigger than the line. And, and the profile, that, that's three really big figures for incentivize. It's box ticking. Young Werther, that's a huge figure for it. Shapata, just a number that runs big races and is very competitive. Probably goes well at Caulfield in two weeks or something like that. Um, very elegant. I think you just forgive. It was flying. I think D Moore's ride right on, on Young Werther was elite and it put um, very elegant in a, in a bit of a position it didn't want to be in. Um, Sir Dragon A, forgive three wide no cover. Persan's ticking over nicely. Yeah, I was interested in see what happens with Very Elegant because I think um, the grandfather of the mailbag, uh, Mark Roden, um, did suggest that some of her figures. I think uh, he's the during... dad. The, the grandfather's Sugar Shane Baker. Oh, so the so the so the daddy of the mailbag. Yeah, Poppy. Uh, Poppy Roden. Big poppy rider. Um, he was sort of questioning some of the figures that uh, Very Elegant sort of tossed up in the autumn. He, remember he was sort of, you know, a bit ho-hum about that whole autumn sort of staying th- events with Dallas and, you know, getting beat a length and and that by Very Elegant. So, you know, maybe maybe Big Popper was onto something there and maybe she's gone as good as she can go if you look at the uh, au data. Amazing horse, though, at the same time. Like, it, it went that fast and it was under a hold. I was going to say, I'd be forgiving for two reasons. One, the SP. Two, Damien Lane, first ride on the horse. Mm. I think... Something we also discussed, too, didn't we, in the he, preview? He will, yeah. yeah, there'll be a lot of learning come out of that, especially if they meet again in Centifires versus Very Elegant, say, in a Cox Plate, and it's potentially a little bit wet. Mm-hmm. Mm. Also. Although he did give it a good ride, I don't know, that, like I think you can only judge rides and bets at the four hundred meter mark. And at the four hundred meter mark, you want to be all over very elegant. It was a great ride. Mm. The whole way through, you're like a oh, beautiful sport. But it, 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 it wobbled at the key point when they were going extremely fast. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. All right, Fair let's point. move on. Speaking of going extremely fast, I want to give him the rap he deserves because we just gave him a little bake. Fred Kersley's ride on Kalos was fucking elite. He's gone 11, 8, 8, 6 to the 4. I'm doing the actual sectional number, punningform.com.au. 4 to the 2. He has gone as fast, just about, 
a couple went slightly faster than him. He's in the lead. Four to the two, he put the foot down and he broke their hearts. It was an outstanding ride. God bless him. General Bo's flying. Flying and very adaptable now. Swooped at Caulfield. Sat off him here at Flemington. He's a proper horse and the market always has a big opinion of it either way. Um, Ranch Hand, I think, Curls, who you'd probably be a fan of, I think you were previously. As a two-year-old, I've done my complete bollocks on it, yeah. I, I reckon it's, this is like as good a run as anything in this race and he's a, a good horse to follow out of it. You'll get a really good price next start. Ranch Hand was very, very good versus the pattern of this race. Boy, so there's Ranch Hand's another horse that we discussed whether you know whether it was blessed by the cover and getting out late last start or whether it was really really good. Um, well, I think the market the market said that it was that it was blessed last start. Like they they that it absolutely steamed ingratiating here late, big steamer. General Bow was four twenty to seven dollars, friendless, and huge. Ranch hand was four eighty to six odd on the VOP. VOP, VOP. Victorian's official bride. Yeah. Anyway, good luck. Well done to those that uh, had something on at Kalos at 20s. But wasn't the biggest story of the day the return of the other big K? <sighs> like, but let's just, let's just, what about a, what about an emotional fucking rollercoaster that is gambling? The biggest Cleveland steamer of the entire day was Gunstock. We were on. We took almost $4. Some of us might have. It started like 210, 220 the fair. It jumped with them. Jump and Jai snicked, panicked, got a little bit scared being three wide facing the breeze, went way too far back. The horse has gone fucking enormous. Brett Preble's ride on the winner was a thing of beauty if you're on it. Great ride, Brett. And uh, Gunstock's a proper horse you can follow with real confidence. That was a big sustained run. Um, they all got tired in the last little bit. Proper, proper horse, Gunstock. Poor decision early, Jai cost at the race. Then race three, we're on three horses at all steam. One horse drifts, which is Elusive Express. It gets out past our price. Do you back it? Do you not back it? I leave it. Jai, inside draw, jumps moderately, uses the inside draw. Three back defence behind two horses in the market. One of the great rides, Jai. Lesson is, I think, inside draws suit sort of those steadier jockeys like the Jai level. It's a great ride. I should have backed it, didn't. And then we back Zutori. The market came to us big time. And we got knocked off by one of the biggest non-winners of all time in Kementari. And did, I don't know if you heard, guys, but apparently Ollie screamed at it when it won. Narrative. Uh, yeah, you swear it's the first time Ollie screamed at a horse. Um, Unbelievable stuff. If I could get that audio, and I'd make it my ringtone. <laughs> I'd make it my, uh, my alarm clock. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> next time Ollie's in WA, I'll just get him to come around to my house, stand outside the window and yell through it. Just on his way home from track work. Yeah. <laughs> nah, who Peter, on his way to the races. You go to track work, come home, have a nap, have a sauna, yeah. have another shower, have, another th- have your little fish for lunch, go to the races, wake up Pete on your way, would you? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Uh, that was really cool. Race six. It was sickening too. This sorry, Kevin Tari. Like 
Oh, yeah. He knew that Ollie thought he had a heap of pony the whole fucking way, and he was just sitting on us. It was like going to be. It was, but then because it's sort of in slow motion, you're like, well, it's Kevin Tari. We're good here. Still trying to stop, didn't it? Yeah. Had a look. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. Mm. Um, race okay. six was also of interest, I think. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Luke Curry can't ride a winner at the moment. One of the great rides. He's back. Great ride, Luke. Well done. We backed this last start. It was plain when blessed that time too. Uh, Luke Nolan, moderate rider, wide draw, pinged, dogged it, sneaked. Way too far back. Absolutely savage the line. Mystic journey's flying. Enormous performance of horse. Yep. Uh, dumb decision early. Luke Nolan cost it winning the race. We backed it. It's just still my opinion. I thought uh, Tokarangi for D Mar- or MD Maroney. I don't know who that is. No, I'm joking. And uh, D Moore was enormous. Very good performance. I think it um, and Shake for the Hawks yard with Jai. They were the two of the nicer runs from the back. I think even down to Odium was a good performance here. I think this is a nice little race. Good figure. Yeah, I'm, I, I know that there were some flashing lights um which will stand out, but surely the second horse was the run of the race. Um, I thought the second horse scored enormous. Right, well, Best Stone sat outside it and run fourth. Yeah, but it didn't. It, this horse ran second. Is what I'm saying, it's gone enormous. So they didn't, they didn't walk in front. Yeah, no, I, it's it's gone good. I agree. But I, I think it's gone really good. You know, and it, like you've got these like. Those horses of that, of that quality, you know, like uh, you can probably include Shake in that. Instant Celebrity was probably disappointing. You sort of mentioned Mystic Journey in that. Well, so they should be running on. Ana Vista was disappointing. Yeah, I think so. Ana Vista was probably the most disappointing. I, I sort of saw the pattern the other way, but you could be well right there, Shane. I, I don't I know. Sort of... I mean, I mean, you got sort of horses like, I know that it got back a little bit, Mystic Journey, but like, from I'm talking about from position in run. They were entitled to make ground late, I thought. Yeah, no. Well, my, my view is that, like say, Gunstock and Mystic Journey, if they showed intent early and sat three wide, no cover, or found a spot, I'm almost certain they win. Yeah, I thought I thought that's like Mystic Journey's go, actually. I, I didn't think like it's going to sneak and, and and get home in negative 15. I'd rather it like three deep, that's what working I expected, in the race yeah. from the 6-700 and getting up on them and, and out-toughing them more so than... You know, turn a foot and sprinting on a dime. Um, I had a much smaller bet in Mystic Journey because I thought he was a, I thought Luke was a chance of snicking and doing what happened. But the Gunstock race, I anticipated he'd, he'd slot in sort of one back, one off. And um, she couldn't have got home any quicker, Mystic no, Journey. That's what I mean. Like, like, that's as good as she can go. Like if you and you look at yeah. the Gunstock, the same thing. Like the horse couldn't go much faster than it went. Like it was just you were legitimately too far off the off the pace. To win the race. Yeah, so I mean, you just so you're going to have to hope that it draws a gate next time, and if the same jock's on, assume it will be because we are missing a few that we'd rather have. Oh God, we miss Jamie. Eh? So if, much. if you're going to if you're if you're going to back that horse, thinking that you need the jock to do something outside of his normal riding style, give me your money. I'll bet you double. Yeah, assume the worst. I think is a good way to think with the with the tactics. I think Mr. Journey would probably be over bet next start though. Okay. 
What about the Bart Cummings? Because this race was just brutal, and you Huge. had something on Master of Wine at massive odds, and geez, wasn't that a run and a half? Well, the way it ended up, pricing wise, and I don't know if anyone cares about this stuff or they like it, I don't know, but uh, we sort of ended up, we could have backed first and second, Grand Promenade and Charlie Rose, who were real, real focus points of the market, but we were hard against Shiraz, which was not a, sort of a, a choice as such. It was that there's no real profile on the horse and we couldn't sort of get it near. We got it close to the market, but then when it steamed, we were miles off it. Because mm. that's the one they backed, this Shiraz for Waller and Oliver. Um, I thought he gave it a peach, to be honest, and it was entitled to go better the way the market wanted it. Um, I dogged the Grand Promenade and Charlie Rose bets and had something on Master of Wine, um, Mosh Music, and Knight's Order. Port Guillemet, who sat three or four wide the, the entire, and Knight's Order, yeah. Master of Wine was good. Yeah, it was held and up top of the straight, wine. wasn't getting a run, picked really up, you know, strong over the last 200, 300. Yeah. I thought Realm of Flowers was like an elite piece of work. I'm pretty sure this horse is already in maybe a Melbourne Cup. Yep. I reckon it's flying. It was like a really nice bit of work. The good fight was really good. Mosh music was really good. Um, I thought those those horses in particular, Master of Wine, Realm of Flowers, a good fight, and Mosh music, outside the obvious and outside of the ones in the market, were really strong performances and stayers who looked to be on track to, to run big races in, in the big races. Jack, most um, people that uh, commentate or review sporting events have grafted their entire careers on stating the fucking obvious and Gus Gould's the captain of of that. Um, so, you know, it's very easy to pick that up. I, like, this may be stating the obvious. This may be stating the obvious, but I think you're spot on with Realm of Flowers. It is completely and utterly only going around to be ready for one day. And it's going around beautifully, though, isn't it? It's going around beautifully. Like, we mentioned this horse, you mentioned this horse, actually, off its Caulfield run, um, I think from memory, uh, or was it the oh, Mooney Valley run? The Mooney Valley run, it might have been like it still ran like the fastest last 200 or something, mm. or the second fastest last 200. Yeah. Um, and it got beat, it ran 12 for 13. Um, so it's just been like, yeah, ticking over lovely. I reckon we backed this horse to win in Adelaide once. Tom yep. I don't bet in Adelaide anymore. Yeah. yeah, we backed and it that, to win the that, benchmark 60 at um, Murray Bridge and it beat Busker's Ballad. Yeah, and coincidentally, that's thank you for reminding me, Peter, that there will be no more betting ever in Adelaide if you buy my product. And I'm not going to even tip stuff ever casually. I'm, I, I hate the place. I wouldn't mind living there, but I don't want to bet there. Fair enough, Jack. That is fair. All right, that wraps up Flemington. What's your week ahead looking like? Um, it's a glorious little week ahead, Peter, because there's not a lot happening. They cancelled Kyneton today because there's too much rain. Uh, Tom Brady's returning home right now. Uh, Sam Burns, God bless him, just won the PGA at 20 to 1 for us. Glorious behaviour. Also, almost a fill in on the uh, Euro. But this week, Peter, we've got Sale, which doesn't handle rain. So it's almost an RDO, but we will price. 
Uh, Mornington Thursday and Cranny and Benella doubleheader on Friday. And then Caulfield Saturday. Caulfield's fat. Caulfield Guineas, Turak, Martin Power, Herbert Power. Big fat card of racing in Caulfield. That is a big fat card. So, safe to say, we'll be betting heavily on Wednesday night as soon as they go up at Caulfield because we'll be all over it because there's not much else to do. <laughs> yeah, well, um, this week, do you know what I'm doing this week? Yeah, Peter, do you want us to keep steering? Or are you just sort of, I can't tell if he's frozen or not. He doesn't move much. He's, um, he's something, that's for sure. Mm, he's our man. He's been Kalgoorlie. Um, this week, I what am was going... What was his name? This week, uh, this week, I am going to sign up to the world's biggest punters club. Uh, that's two weeks away. Yep. <coughs> Saturday week. Um, and I'm going to spend this week sort of working out my costume and things like that. Um, and then next week, focus on the form for the world's biggest punters club. Uh, there's while we record this, um, I could have been recording the show or doing form for Bow Desert, and I'm so I'm not betting at Bow Desert today. But we'll bet at Doombin on Wednesday, and then we'll sort of pick the eyes out of sort of Ipswich Sunny Coast Friday night. If you blokes are betting at Cranbourne, I don't we think are. we are. Betting. We're, uh, we're, I have didn't we not? Have you not made some brash statement about Cranbourne? We'll have prices, and we'll try and knock off a maiden, but we'll give you race for race numbers and narrative and yarn. Um, I'll do the same there for the Sunny Coast. Um, and while you've got me talking and thinking about things we're doing and selling, merch feedback's been outstanding. Head to the shop, get yourself some merch. Shirts are phenomenal. Um, we do have the world's biggest punters club in two weeks. And if you're Queensland-based, a little bit like the AFL did last year and the NRL just did now, we're going to make it a pretty big event in Queensland, in venue. Potentially the king of the stream, Shane Shirley, will be there. So if you want to get involved, let me know and I'll, I'll start to make it happen. But I need a little bit of energy before I sort of get the card out. You know what I'm saying, Peter? No. Good chat, Pete. Jeezy up and about. Love it when you're energetic. Um, he's got also got to be to back up and do the victims of the punch show. Guys, I think we'll leave it there. Big show. Short and sharp so Peter can get on with his life and recover and... How much KFC did you knock over? Have they got a KFC in Kalgoorlie? They do. I did have a McChicken, though. Ja- I did. I would like would you like some a... chicken? I've got more. I had a McChicken some... and it made me feel safe Ooh. at 2 a.m. Oh, that's nice. 3 a.m. 4 a.m. I was surprised that you actually ate. Oh. <laughs> Unless you had eaten the orange peel out of the old-fashioned. Amazingly, didn't have an old-fashioned. I have about eight shots of Fireball, though. That's it, Connors. Bye for now.